0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The
1: Drive. We made it. It's Friday. We have made it to the weekend. Welcome in. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. My name is Paul Swan. I'm going to be your host for this hour. We take your text at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That is the fastest way to get a hold of me on this hour. You can also find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan, And, of course, there's that new social media network. Have you got onto that yet? Have you taken the plunge and linked your Instagram account up to Threads? A lot of sports twitter seems to be trying it out so I'm over there as well but primarily you want to be a part of the program this hour you can find me on twitter at paul swan or of course you can text right in at 304-396-talk 304-396-8255 so we're getting you set for the weekend we got baseball action coming up tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 in AM 9:30 last night the dodgers beat the pirates 5 to 2 So the Bucs are opening up a series in Arizona tonight. 940 is going to be your first pitch, and we've got it for you right here on ESPN 94.1. And AM 930, the Reds beat the Nationals in 10 innings, 5-4. It's a four-game series sweep for Cincinnati, so the Reds now opening up a weekend series tonight. 8-10 in Milwaukee. The Guardians get the victory over the Royals 6-1. Game two of that series tonight, 7-10, is going to be a progressive field. And in an Atlantic League action, York beat Charleston 5-4. And 30 birds playing a doubleheader, which began at 4 o'clock today at Stanton Island. And, of course, something we've been all been following for the last few days, NBA Summer League basketball action yesterday. Utah beat Memphis 98-83. Tavion Kenzie played over 24 minutes in the game for Utah, scored four points, two rebounds, and an assist, had a steal and a block. The Jazz will host the L.A. Clippers tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Are you watching any of that? I've been looking at a little bit of it. I'll watch a little bit more of it tomorrow, Saturday. It's going to be the Jazz and the Clippers, 10 o'clock. I'll try to catch some of that if I can. What do you think so far? Do you think Tavion, he's going to... Find his way to the main roster. Or you think he's going to be cooking a little bit longer you know, down in the G League? And I don't want to say down in the G League. But you think he's going to maybe show that he has promise? I mean, 24 minutes, that's pretty good. And we've got some games to go here before it's all said and done. So there's some opportunity for him here. And after all, this is all new to him as well. It's new to a lot of people, but this is all new to him. But 24 minutes is good, four points, two rebounds. He had an assist. That's good. A steal and a block. I like to see those numbers improve a little bit more. So where do you think Tavion's – where is he at right now? Where do you think he's at when you just look at these first few games? Text lines 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Staying with basketball, Kevon Midland, the high school, has a new head coach, C.T. Woomer. He replaces J.J. Martin. Woomer most recently served as an assistant with the Knights' girls program, so the boys' team now has a new coach, and we'll try to get him on here in the near future as well. Speaking of basketball, we'll stay with the Bluegrass State for just a minute. Kentucky men's head basketball coach John Calipari adding a familiar face to the mix. He hired Chuck Martin, actually one of his former staff members at the University of Memphis. Martin spent last season at Oregon and served five years at South Carolina prior to his one season with the Ducks. Also served as head coach at Marist, where he compiled a eh, not very good 41 and 117 record during his five year tenure. That's not very good. Some people are better as an assistant, some people are better at coaching, being the head man. I'm not saying 41 and 117 is indicative of anything here, but. I mean, We're talking Marist here, so that's a tough one to swallow. So we'll get your text in in just a few minutes. We'll do that. Again, the number is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We've got Marshall basketball to get into, some good news today. If you're a big fan of Corny Jackson, he makes it to a um, higher level now on the team. He was promoted to associate head coach. So we'll get into a little bit of that. Also, things are not so hot right now for the West Virginia men's basketball team. They were planning a Italy trip, a summer tour of Italy. Well, plans have changed, so we'll get into that. And we'll talk a little bit more about Corey Dillon, former Cincinnati Bengals running back, all-time leading rusher. He's the guy that also said he flipped burgers during a contract dispute with the club. So... He went scorched earth. I had some, I'll be honest with you, I was a little bit in agreement with him. Not the scorched earth part of it, but I was in agreement with him a little bit. But I've had a change of heart, just a little bit. I thought about this a little bit more. Now, he's an amazing running back, one of the all time best at the position. Should be a Hall of Famer, right? Should be. He's in the conversation. He's definitely one of the all-time greats at Cincinnati. Why isn't he getting the love he deserves? Why isn't he getting the love that he thinks he deserves? That's a good question. Doesn't like the process. Doesn't like the process at all because you've got the ring of honor. Now, let's be frank. The Bengals are doing things right now. For the longest time, the Cincinnati Bengals haven't been doing things, what you might say, the correct way. And things are changing. There's progress on that front. The Bengals are building, hopefully for the future as well, are building a strong organization that does things well. The fans are happy. The players are happy. More things are coming to improve the experience, not only for the players but for the fans. They're doing things that are not actually dumb. Usually, you scratch your head and go, "Why they do that?" You don't have those issues anymore. You look at what they're doing, their player organization, when they go out in the free agency, and you think, "Okay, this is a good team right now. They're doing things well, and they are honoring former players. They've got their Ring of Honor, and I think that is outstanding. Finally, you're honoring players that mean a lot to Cincinnati, and I was thinking about this, and we'll talk more about it." Corey Dillon, if you're looking to put someone in a Hall of Fame, here's his accomplishments. Here's what he's done. Okay, that's, that's one argument we can make. Corey Dillon, Bengals all-time leading rusher. He's won a Super Bowl. He's had a fantastic career. Ten-year career. Ten-year career. However, does he deserve to be in the Bengals' ring of honor? Does he believe truly that he deserves to be there? The answer is yes. Now, do you believe he deserves to be in the ring of honor? I don't necessarily think he deserves to be in the team's ring of honor. He even shouted out, we didn't talk about this yesterday, he he basically insulted one of my favorite Bengals quarterbacks. He's not one of the greatest Bengals quarterbacks of all time, but he's one of my favorites. He said, I'm pretty sure that they'll effing, They'll put effing John Kitna in there before they put me. This is what he told the athletic in the story. He said, matter of fact, Scott Mitchell will end up in that MFer before I do. Scorched earth indeed. I I have a take on this now. I'll tell you why. I don't think he deserves to be in the Ring of Honor. If he gets in, I don't think it's anytime soon, but I don't think he deserves to be necessarily in the ring of honor you just don't show up and go okay i deserve to be here if the fans want to put him in well we'll talk about it and we'll get your text in as well 304 396 talk 304 396 8255 that's the text line to be a part of the program we've got a lot to get into we'll do that with you when we continue on today's edition of the drive espn 94.1 and am 930
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll get your comments on Corey Dillon. You're a Bengals fan. I want to hear from you. What do you think? You did this guy, this guy who has bad-mouth ownership, bad-mouth fans, hated his time in Cincinnati, hated everything about being a Bengal. Now he deserves to be in the Bengals' ring of honor. You think that this guy deserves that honor? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. If you were with us earlier, I told you that Marshall Men's Basketball Coach Dan D'Antoni making the announcement today promotion of assistant coach Cornelius Jackson to the position of associate head coach so that means Courtney's going to have a little bit more responsibility a little bit more I don't want to say say but he's going to have a lot more on his plate and of course what makes this fun is Courtney's a guy that loves Marshall he played with Marshall so He's a guy that came back and makes things good. You're, you're completely happy with the fact that he is, honestly, he is doing well with Marshall. And you hope that success continues. I mean, is he a guy that could maybe be elevated to head coach one day? Possibly. Is he a guy that could be elevated to head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd one day? I mean, that's a possibility as well. So you hope he does well and continues to, to grow in his position, now being elevated to associate head coach. In the press release that came out earlier, Dan D'Antoni highlighted his extensive basketball knowledge, his passion for Marshall, and his ability to connect with the players. And, of course, being a former player, and he can still go. I'm sure he could get out there and go a little bit as well. It gives some credibility. He's in that sweet spot, really. That he can get out there, he can still go probably, he can still post up if he needs to. He could probably get out there and run some plays himself. So he has that credibility, and that was highlighted in the release. And I think we all know that. That's something that if you've been following Marshall basketball, even for a short while, you know that a guy like Cornelius Jackson really connects with the players. So the one thing that stood out to me is Dan D'Antoni commended Jackson's adaptability in teaching and recruiting players based on the team's philosophy and style of play. That Corny's been able to adapt to the way Dan wants to run the team, not do what he wants to do and maybe be in conflict with Dan, but he comes in and he, he's bought into the house style, the system, and he's somebody that has been successful with the herd as of late. I mean, it was highlighted. Six seasons as an assistant under Dan D'Antoni, The team has a record of 116-76. and So you think this is a good move for Marshall basketball? Don't be shy. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Is this a smart move to to make sure that you keep someone who has been with the program for several years, you keep him happy, you keep him invested in the program, you elevate him further? Is this maybe setting it up for eventually – a head coaching position for Cornelius Jackson. Could that be the end game here? Could we see if Dan D'Antoni decides after his contract is up, I'm good. I've had enough. Thank you. I'll always root for the herd. You think after that moment happens, you take a look at the bench and you go, here's Cornelius Jackson. He's been here a few years, several years to be quite honest. Knows the system. Could be a Easy way to transition into a new coach. I'm not putting the rumor out there, but I'm just wondering, is this going to be the start of maybe here in a few years? Could your next head coach of Marshall basketball be Cornelius Jackson? And would you be down for that? Would you be here for that right now? If I told you, okay, in three years, Cornelius Jackson is going to be the head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd. Would you be happy with that? 304-396-TALK, 304 396 8255-TEXTER writes in and says they would absolutely be happy with Cornelius Jackson being the head coach of the Thundering Herd in the future. He's young enough to still connect with the players. He has experience, success. He's coached under the Dan D'Antoni system for several years. So he would be a perfect fit to be the next head coach of Marshall basketball. So... So far, so good as far as the are agreeing with that assertion that maybe Cornelius Jackson could be the next head coach of Marshall basketball. And I'm not trying to get rid of Dan. I'm not running him out. Let's just qualify this right now. I'm not pushing Dan out. I'm not looking ahead. But I think if you're looking toward the future, maybe the name of Cornelius Jackson should continue to come up, elevating him to associate head coach instead of assistant coach. Could be that first step to getting closer to a head coaching position, including maybe a position with the Thundering Herd in a few years. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Speaking of basketball, things are just not going well for the West Virginia Mountaineers right now. Yesterday, we had the media poll from the Big 12. The Mountaineers picked dead last on the football side. Somebody even joked with me on social, on Twitter, that, they thought they were looking at the basketball pole. Well, it is a transition year for the Mountaineers. There's going to be some transitioning for sure. But the Mountaineers now were all set to take a summer tour, a summer tour of Italy. These things are pretty valuable, right? You get to see some different teams. You get to prepare a little early for the season, opportunity to bond. This is a great opportunity, right? Well, They're postponing their scheduled Italy summer tour until the summer of 2024 because, well, the decision to postpone the trip was made due to significant changes and transitions within the program. You have a new coach taking over for Bob Huggins. You have roster turnover right now. I don't think there's any value. I actually agree with the athletic department on this one. There's no value here right now. The team you have now might not be the team you have in a few weeks, a few months. This is not going to be the finished product. And the good news is they can reschedule this. This is not, this isn't like canceling games at the Coliseum. You're going to miss out on the opportunity to go on the road. Well, go to another country on the road, but still, you miss that opportunity. And you want to do this right, but it's just sort of this cascading effect here. You lose your coach, you bring in, you elevate a coach to take the position over as you look for maybe more permanent solution. You have players adding the transfer portal. This is not going to be the Mountaineer basketball team you thought it would be several weeks ago. Instead, this thing might be a shell of itself. I mean, the team was actually set to begin practicing uh, here soon for, it was going to be a 10-day, three-game trip, which will which started on July 31st, not now. And they're focusing on finalizing the roster. They don't even feel comfortable in taking this trip with what they have. They're going to finalize the roster, and they're going to continue their workout schedule in Morgantown. So big opportunity loss here, and it's just another sign that things are not smooth right now, that the West Virginia football and basketball – seems to be in a transition phase. And, of course, the good news is if you're a, a Mountaineer fan, it can't get any worse, right? If you're a Mountaineer fan right now, it can't get any worse. It, it's got to get better eventually here. I, I still sincerely believe that you get the right coaching staff in there. That's a good program. That's a good program. I know that might be heresy for some of you, and I'm going to hear about it. That's fine. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'll go on the record. I'll say it. It's a good program. Absolutely. Good program. Solid program. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that it's a destination program, but it's a really solid program, and it could be something. The fan base is there. The passion's there. The investment is there. I mean, you could do worse. You could go somewhere where there is no passion, there is no fan base, there is no investment, so it's a really good job. But with the transfer portal now, it's more and more incumbent upon the staff you have to build your team back. There are no more you go into a good situation. Any job at any time can be great. Any job at any time can be terrible. Because of the transfer portal. You have a terrible season. You can lose your best players to the transfer portal. You could come in with a new coach, with the right contacts, with the right phone calls, the right recruiting. You could have a contender right away. Absolutely. There is nothing stopping any program other than underutilizing the transfer portal or not being very good at it. If you're good at people, if you're good at identifying talent, you're good at putting that talent together, you can make a run. Absolutely you can make a run. And I think it helps that you have a guy, speaking of Marshall now, I think it helps you have a guy like Cornelius Jackson. He's pretty young. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. Players can still connect with him. It's good you have a guy like that because you don't seem out of touch. You have someone – with his knowledge, his background, his experience, and his ability to recruit, I think that's a smart move. You make that move. You elevate him a little further. And, again, I'm going to go back to my assertion. Hey, maybe this is going to be start of putting him in a position to maybe be a head coach if that's in the cards for him, if that's something he wants to do. Maybe this sets him up for eventually – taking that step and being a head coach, either be it at Marshall or if a different opportunity comes open for him. But I'm just going to push the narrative right now. This might set him up for eventually being the next head coach at Marshall University. Don't get me in trouble, guys. But I don't think it's a bad take to look at a coach like Cornelius Jackson and say, no, he he's not in the running. Of course he would be in the running. I know, I've promoted him again before he's even um, taken really full ownership of being the associate head coach and all the duties and perks that come with that. 304-396-TALK, 304 396 More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 in AM 930.
0: We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome back to the Friday, July 7th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So earlier we were talking about Corey Dillon. One of the all-time best to do it at running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. You can't deny that. One of the all-time best. Is he a Hall of Famer? Is he somebody that should eventually make their way to the Hall of Fame? I think the argument can be made for what he's done, what he's accomplished, his longevity, the fact that he was one of the best to do it. Absolutely. I'll make that argument tomorrow. Now, the argument here is, does he deserve to be in the Cincinnati Bengals' ring of honor? Now, yesterday, I had a different take on this, and I'm going to back off that take a little bit because I was coming at at the wrong way. I was thinking that, yeah, he should be in the, the ring of honor. Sure, it's it's a Hall of Fame, right? It's it's somewhere you honor the the best that have done it statistically. Sure, yeah, it's a Hall of Fame, right? I could make that argument yesterday. I can't make that argument today. And I'm going to blame it on Cincinnati Inquirer columnist Jason Williams, by the way, friend of the program. So the columnist for the Cincinnati Inquirer put out a piece today, and I read it. And I absolutely agree with everything he had to say. I'm not going to steal his whole column. You should read it. I retweeted it if you're following me on Twitter. But if you, you look at what the Ring of Honor represents, what's a Ring of Honor? Is it a Hall of Fame? No, it's not a Hall of Fame. That's a different animal. That's a different beast altogether. Should Pete Rose be in the Baseball Hall of Fame? Yes. I think he should be there for what he has achieved. And, of course, I've always qualified this. If you want to put the bad in with the good, go ahead. Paint the complete picture of Pete Rose. Paint it. Have it be there. Put it in context. I'm not against that. I think, though, if you go to a Hall of Fame, you go to the Baseball Hall of Fame, and you hey, look, here are the accomplishments of Pete Rose. Now, here's the story of Pete Rose. I think all of that should be attached. I don't know if he agrees with me, but that's too bad. Now, when we get to the case of Corey Dillon, should he be in the NFL Hall of Fame? I think you're going to make the argument. Should he be in the Cincinnati Bengals' ring of honor? No. I don't think so. If the fans put him there, yes, but no. And why did I come to that conclusion? Because... Williams, over at the Enquirer, pointed this out, and I completely agreed with him. He pointed out that the Ring of Honor, the description, this is from the Bengals' website, the description, represents the best of the best. It recognizes former players, coaches, and individuals who have played a significant role in the franchise's history. Okay, that seems to be a different definition to me than what maybe a Hall of Fame represents. And he pointed out again, tip of the cap to Jason Williams over at the Inquirer, friend of the program, he says, and he pointed this out, that the Ring of Honor does not say, recognizes former players who had the best statistics. And guess who gets the vote on this? It's not the franchise, right? It's not the franchise. You are involving the people who come and be f- fans, because Corey basically said the process was garbage, criminal. It's garbage. Absolutely garbage. You know, if you weren't so mean, you weren't such a jerk to the franchise that made you at one time one of the highest players uh, in the NFL, definitely one of the highest paid Cincinnati Bengals in history, would you put him in the ring of honor if you had a vote? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. The season ticket holders get to pick. That's completely different than a Hall of Fame. If you're going to honor some of the best that have played, if you had a team Hall of Fame, Marshall has a Hall of Fame for some of its best athletes. There are some stipulations. You have to, I believe, you have to lettered two seasons. You have to have lettered two seasons. Hassan Whiteside, one of the best players ever to play for Marshall basketball. One season. Still one of the best. Wouldn't get into the Marshall Hall of Fame. He doesn't meet the requirements. There are requirements there. But this isn't a popularity contest. With the Ring of Honor, however, partially is. And that's okay because it's a Ring of Honor. The fans want to honor these players that have made an impact or impression upon them. Paul Brown should be honored. Without Paul Brown, no bingles. Ken Riley left a mark on Bengals fans. Anthony Munoz left a mark with the Bengals organization. The fans. I mean, if Dylan would have kept his mouth shut, he's among 13 nominees. If he kept his mouth shut and just went with it, he could have eventually maybe worked his way up. Absolutely, you don't have to be the first to get in. You just want to get in, right? Seriously, you don't have to be the first. You just, if they put you in, they get you're in. There's no contest for being first here. There are a lot of players that are waiting their turn. When it's your turn and when it's your time, that's when you shine. Absolutely believe that. And it took me a long time to come to that, personally, professionally. When it's your turn and it's your time, then you shine. You put the work in, you do it well, and when it's your time, you shine. And when it comes to a ring of honor, they're not just going to throw everybody in at once. It's going to take some time. And it's not a popularity contest in the sense that players are not as well-liked as other players. It's which player, which person made an impact upon the fan base. And to be nominated means you've made an impact. And now you wait your turn. But now you badmouth the team. You badmouth the process. You you embarrass the city, by the way. We're not even going to you know, dig deep into some of the things that... He did that, embarrassed the franchise because right now, Cincinnati Bengals football is going well. It's winning, it's succeeding, it's not a laughing stock. You might say, Hey, they're the bungles. No, they're not. And to come out and just say, Hey, look, this is garbage. I deserve to be in there. No, you don't. And you had so many problems with ownership, and now you want them to be on your side? Seriously. You've embarrassed the team. You have done things that, honestly, you should be lucky to be nominated. And so I have flipped on this. If you're talking to me about his accomplishments and achievements, what he has done as a football player, yes, I would put him up there. I would say that he might have a really good shot, or at least he should have a legitimate shake at getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame for what he – was able to do on the football field for his accomplishments. Now, if you want to tell me that he deserves to be in the Bengals' ring of honor, I'm now going to tell you no because you don't necessarily deserve to be there. Did you, did you do some great things on the football field for Cincinnati? Yes. Did you do things that embarrassed the franchise? Yes. Do you even like the franchise? Probably not. Is it helping your case to badmouth the process, badmouth the fans, and remind a lot of people why you were so hard to like in the first place? It's not a good look. Absolutely not. So here we are, Corey Dillon. If I had a vote today on the Bengals Ring of Honor, it's a no from me. If I had a vote for the NFL Hall of Fame, depending on other candidates that were in my on my ballot, I'd give him serious consideration. I'd look, at, I'd look at who was on the ballot and see if he was worthy, but definitely doesn't deserve to be in the Bengals Hall of Fame. Now, if the fans one day feel that he deserves to be there and they want to put him up there, take the honor graciously. Take the honor graciously and be happy. But I think you set yourself back a long way here by coming out and just going all scorched earth. And I get it. Being blunt is all right. I'm, I'm here for that. I'm here for honesty, but at the same time, I don't think the way to go about this is all scorched earth on a franchise that you might not necessarily showed how much you liked. In other words, it's pretty much well known you didn't like being a Bengal for a lot of it. And now you want the same people and the same organization to recognize you in the Bengals ring of honor. If this was the Bengals Hall of Fame and we were putting together a collection of all-time greats for Cincinnati Bengals football, running back position, yes, you definitely need to be there. Hall of Fame, what you meant to the franchise, what you meant to the fans, you got a lot of work to do. More coming up on this edition of The Drive. Text line is open 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. This is ESPN 94.1 in AM 930.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Thanks for being a part of today's edition of The Drive. We do it every day, Monday through Friday, here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's edition of the show, you can go back and get it. It's on Apple Podcasts, it's Spotify, if that's your thing. Uh, It's even posted on YouTube. So we've got plenty of places for you to go back and listen to it. If you can't listen live, you can always find us on demand. And, of course, if you do want to listen to the show live, we've got a great option for you. You can go to our website right now, wrvc.com. And we've got the links up to either your Android device or your iPhone. You can go to your respective store, and we'll take you there directly. So we've got the links, and you can download the app if you haven't already. We have a streaming app. And the cool thing about the streaming app is... You can listen to the show live or you can pull it up and you can get the podcast and the podcast tab. And so it'll update when the show is posted and when it updates, you can listen to the show, the podcast of it right there in that podcast tab. So you have an opportunity to listen to the show live or just get it on the podcast in one app. And you have to go to your app store to get it. And if you don't want to search for it, it's real easy. Go to our website, and we've got the links right there at wrvc.com. And while you're there, I'm just making it easy for you. If you just want to listen to the show on your desktop live, you can just click the Listen Live banner link right there, and you can listen to the show right there. So you've got options, and I appreciate everyone who tunes in either on The stream listens live on the radio. If you listen to the podcast, I appreciate every single one of you. And if you ever want to reach out to me, you've got plenty of options as well. And I know I direct a lot of people to Twitter because I've tried to make it easy there to find me there at Paul Swan. I've got a Linktree account that gives you ways to listen to the podcast. You can follow me on different social media networks. You can also... Email me as well. I've got a station-specific email set up, so you can email me, and you can ask questions, leave feedback, send me interesting things, send me interesting notes anytime. You can email me there. So I've got plenty of options for you, trying to make it easy as possible for you to be a part of what we do here. And, of course, our text line is always open during the show, and we'll give you that number again so you can save it in your phone and you're ready to go next time you want to throw something my way. It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So thanks for being a part of today's show. We're going to be back with you on Monday, and we're getting closer to football season, obviously, and hopefully we're going to be talking a little bit more about on Kinsey as his odyssey toward being in the NBA continues. I'm excited to see where he goes. And, of course, you never know what we're going to come into. So a new week ahead of us. I'm looking forward to it. Good stuff happening this week. So we've had fun. I appreciate everyone being with me. So that's going to do it here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And don't forget, even if you're listening to the show on the podcast – If you're listening right now and you want to drop something my way, the easiest way to do it is on Twitter. And I've got links to other places as well I'm at. So if you want to jump on something, you can find me on social media, and I'll definitely try to respond back to you. But that's going to be the quickest way for you if you're listening on the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great night, everyone. We'll talk to you on Monday. Until then, have a great weekend.
0: Pittsburgh Pirates Baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.